Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here is a look at all of the MLS Cup playoff action taking place this weekend. The round one best of three series finished up after two games for some teams, but these uh, three matchups, two uh, out of the Western Conference and one out of the East, Going to be uh, going to be big ones. What, what, what's going on over there on the other side of the desk? Yeah, Charlie, dude. What's yeah, going Charlie, on? what's going on? I'm just. I almost lost it. Uh, I may have. I may have merged Jeff Shreve's full name into one when I said Shreff. But I correct said myself. Hey, Shreff. I meant. I, I was like, I'm sorry, Jeff Shreve. You know what? Shreff I'm sorry. Keys. I even asked. I'm sorry. I mean, I even asked. What, what, I'm a Shreff. If, if Alexis opens the why door, would I, you do not go in the door. Why would I think that you this guys is, are just snickering about yeah. these MLS matchups no, no, this, this weekend? Seattle, fault, Dallas, Houston, Real Salt Lake. Nope, no, this is your Shreff. fault. <laughs> Shreff Shreves. I thought he was going to say G. All right, yeah. well, okay, one thing that's been interesting, you guys, with this MLS Cup playoff format is that with the best of three series, some teams could wrap it up after two games. Of course, these teams will continue on in the, in the third game. But now there Look is a this. huge break for a lot of these teams before they will play I love it. in the conference. No. <laughs> Stop it. Hey, that, hey, go I'm, to the 24th. I've been break. there. Look at the 24th. I've been, I've been there. Charlie, it, look it at happened. the 24th. I've done it. No, look at FC yes. Cincinnati. When's the previous time you see FC Cincinnati on this on this calendar? You know you get a nice Thanksgiving break. <laughs> are you crazy? This is too much. These are the playoffs. Yeah. That's this a long time. Long. And, and momentum plays a huge role, as yeah. we know, for teams in the postseason. You just kind of get on a heater and you keep on going. Having 20 days off for teams that advanced on either the 5th or the 4th or the 6th, and now you don't play until the 25th or the, the 26th? MLS has to figure out a way to uh, – and I get it because the international break and you, you can't But have, this international break is always there. We've, right, but I'm we've saying, been scheduling around this for years I'm saying they, they, they have to figure out a way where they can't have playoffs in the middle where international break is in, in between it. Yeah. It's got to be on one side or the teams? other. How are you going to do that with so many teams? I, I know. They have to figure out a way to avoid the international and break. And there's two. There's always the October window and the November window. Which this isn't really Which, which the break actually by. could be a nice – little buffer between a final the, a, a final exactly but you have to wonder now for the teams that are playing in the third game of the best of three Columbus crew Atlanta United Houston Dynamo Real Salt Lake and Seattle Sounders FC Dallas do they have an advantage whoever advances knowing that they're coming off of just one week's rest compared to their opponent that's been off for 20 days which basically feels like a mini off season you, you can ask the revolution right now 
in 2021 when they won the, the Supporter Shield, that break of three weeks. <laughs> Is that Shreff? <laughs> three weeks. What happened to him? And there were no friendly scheduled. Uh-huh. Bruce Arena didn't want to play. They, they were offered to play uh, Bruce different. Or, uh, they were offered. To play friendlies. Okay. And, and they didn't want to. So, because think about it. If you play a friendly, you're thinking, oh, do you get, do you get injured? Players get injured. Whatever. Injuries, yeah. But either way, you're three weeks. New York City came in feeling good. Mm -hmm. they, had, they had gotten to a rhythm, and the Revs felt like it was preseason all again. They, they were completely out of sorts, and obviously they lost in penalties. What, what is the negative to this break? Is it that the loss of momentum? Because a lot of fans believe, oh, this is good for my team because then injuries, and it's the end of the season, players will get a chance to rest and, and you recharge their battery. But how important is that momentum really when it's into the playoffs? Because you would assume, especially from the way you've spoken about it, that it's almost the majority of what carries you through a playoff. Yeah, it's the rhythm. The right. sharpness, right. you lose the rhythm and the sharpness. And, and in some cases, the match fitness. So yeah, you might get the rest for some players who are holding on because it's the end of the year, it's been a long season. But for the most part, mm -hmm. the majority of players, they want to feel fresh and sharp. And it, and it comes with a rhythm. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you go one week, two weeks without a match, you lose that rhythm. And yeah. you, you know, lose the you sharpness. You know who else you lose with a format like this? A lot of the fans who don't know what's coming up. You look at- I saw a lot of fans no, you, who thought that there was going to be a game three no matter but it's what. More, it's more of the, the general population, uh, not like the, the diehards, the, the, they're the diehards. gonna be there. The are gonna be there. Yeah. But you have to grow your soccer audience that say, hey, oh, MLS's playoffs. For example, for me, I see myself looking at NBA. I'm so into this sport, into, into soccer year round that it's difficult for me to watch NBA during the regular season. But when the playoffs comes around, I know that I can turn the game on Locked on prime in. time and I'm gonna get quality basketball, yeah. playoff basketball. Mm -hmm. so there's we don't know if there's a it. game. We don't know if there's a game tomorrow, there's a game the next day, what type of series it is, and now there's an international break on the other side. You lose people. It almost well, loses a certain type of seriousness. And like they get the it before it's gone. You the, know, like you gotta the, have the The players don't like it. Yeah. The managers don't like it. The fans are confused. So at the end of the day, you need to put a product out there that's the most attractive. When you're starting, a, when you're a step behind so a couple the of the solution? other sports, what's the finish solution? it before the international November international break, or between October and November. That's it. All of, you get an international, international break, and then it's in playoffs. playoffs. You playoffs. So, so playoffs. you start the season earlier. Yeah, Just or maybe a little bit earlier. Truncate the season a little bit. If, uh, there's no reason to have three matches for derbies. There was uh, what, how many? I forget what year it was where NYCFC and Rebel played each other three times in the season. Stop that. Play each other one. Play each other twice. Max home and away for the big derbies. I know you have to fill in some other matches because there's well, only three because of the teams. uneven well, teams. Yeah, but I know there's uneven teams, quickly, so you can figure quickly, out the rest. One that is going to be very exciting is Columbus Crew taking on Atlanta United. That is the that's only the best, game that's the, three the best game in the of, Eastern of the... Conference. Predictions quickly. Ooh, it's at Columbus, so I'm going with Columbus. Yeah. Just because it, it's home for Columbus Crew, I, I give them the advantage here. But Because they play terrible on the road, but they play great at home. Well, you also throw in Tiago Amada coming back into the team and what a difference mm -hmm. maker he is. And mm -hmm. Yaka Maquis, when he's playing well, yeah. Atlanta's moving forward. They have momentum, although Columbus playing at home is, is a, different, a different beast. Yeah. It's going to go to Pence. And Atlanta's oh. going to win. Wow. And Tiago Almada is going to hit a chip to win the series from the penalty kick spot. 
you had the dream. All right, clip That's that. why I didn't bet on the, t- on the team. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> is that a, is that a, will there be any MLS is bets that a today? Ball That's of a coming up board? later on in the show. But we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we are talking all things Syria and the Rome Derby coming up this weekend. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A clash of class and culture spanning 93 years. Zalewski's crossing, and that is a brilliant goal. Asmund! Immobile. Buries it! And that is the determination of the captain. This is the game that matters more than anything else. It's so tense around the city of Roma in the lead-up to this game. Big weekend coming up in Serie A, Saturday, Leche taking on AC Milan, Juventus, Cagliari, a team I always somehow say the wrong way. Uh, that one on the Galazzo Network at 12 p.m. Eastern. Sunday, Napoli taking on Empoli, also on the Galazzo Network, Fiorentina, Bologna. Uh, Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Also Sunday, Udinese and Atalanta. And then the big one, Lazio, Roma. Coverage beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern ahead of a 12 p.m. kickoff. And Inter Milan taking on Frozenone uh, also later on Sunday on the Galazzo Network. And uh, this Rome Darby, you guys are already getting kind of heated. I'm like, it's cold in here, but whew. Jose Mourinho, Maurizio Sare. Words have been exchanged. I love it. I love it. I love it. So they might shut the lights off on, <laughs> on the other team. I mean, this is, this is what you want out of a Jose Mourinho Darby. You want, you want the Jose Mourinho show, you know? Yeah, so, and sorry just to, he said Roma's Europa League match against Slavia Prague was like a friendly so that was, uh, really? that was one way I to mean, put it. And what did Jose Mourinho well, say in response? Well, let's okay. take a listen. We've got that. Uno si deve sentire uh, offeso con le sue dichiarazioni è la gente di Slavia, non no io. Uh, il modo come il mister ha parlato è, è come per dire che, che Slavia è una squadra senza, senza qualità. Io... Rispetto sempre i miei avversari, ho detto già che, che Slavia è un'ottima, è un'ottima squadra e magari quello che fa la differenza fra la storia di allenatori e di giocatori è il modo di pensare le partite, magari la differenza fra un allenatore che ha vinto 26 titoli e un altro che ha vinto pochi, è esattamente questa, questa mentalità di che ogni partita è una partita serie da giocare e che non ci sono e che non ci sono amichevoli so Jose Mourinho giving the uh, respect to the opponent and then uh, he don't miss oh by the way no he doesn't he don't these miss these titles he's a uh, go ahead go his ahead, statement Nico. was made yeah he's pulling out the receipts he's pulling out the CV look this is what a derby's all <laughs> how about how many promoted titles yeah what was that last one he did <laughs> three 
three, three Premier League titles. I have more Premier League titles than all other managers combined. And what did he say at the end? He said, uh, respect, respect. Yeah. respect. <laughs> um, Mourinho knows how to play this game, obviously. And he, I like how he manipulated what Sarri was saying to it be offensive towards Slavia oh, Prague, yeah. who played a sensational game, by the way. We didn't touch upon that. That was another big result in the Europa League. Mm -hmm. Mind you, Lazio's coming off of an important win as well against Feyenoord um, with Chile Immobile finally getting going. Um, they've got no Zakani, who got injured, by the way, in that game, so they might not risk him, one of the wingers. Um, and the thing with Lazio is that they haven't been convincing over a decent amount of time over an extended period this season and I do feel like when you take out one of their brains one of the people that pulls the strings for Lazio like a Sergei Milinkovic Savic and suddenly he's not there anymore he hasn't been properly replaced so that's where I think Lazio has been struggling this season and and Roma on the other hand look they, they lost they've been finding ways to win yeah. so it should be a really fine, fine derby and that loss against Slavia Prague maybe just anecdotal in the streak of games that they've been pull, able to put together with well, victories. Lazio have only scored 13 goals this season in La Liga. I mean, Serie A. So that gives you an idea of 13 goals for and also 13 goals against. So defensively, they are pretty strong. They just haven't found answers going forward. And, and for Roma, I think they had a slow start. And I think a lot had to do with Dybala being injured mm -hmm. and and now you're trying to get him going again. So uh, right now for Roma, I think it's important that they just get a result in this game. And Lazio, I think they've turned the corner. Um, the win against Atalanta when they win 3-2, I think that was the big win to kind of get them moving forward. So it, it's funny because they lose to Slavia Pag, Roma, and, and Lazio, they win against Feyenoord in the Champions League. So in Europe midweek, you have two teams who feel, ah, in, di in almost different modes because mm -hmm. Roma, they're going to go through in their group. And I think for Lazio, that group is completely open and there's, it's too uncertain. Yeah, as they were coming into those games midweek in, in opposite forms. Roma was winning and they lost. Lazio was unconvincing and they won. And right at the other end of that, they have a derby where I feel like all of this precedent... It almost doesn't matter. It's yeah. a derby at the end of well, the day. Well, and a little bulletin board material now for Roma. Yeah. But I think both of these clubs will think of themselves as clubs that should be in Europe. They're sitting in 7th and 10th, respectively. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to want to win. You're especially going to want to win this for the fans who have seen an uneven season. Uh, when I look at Lazio, I'm thinking of a Luis Alberto who's doubtful for the match, someone who's essential mm -hmm. to their attack. He's got the highest XG on the team, which should be your striker. Alex Guerrero. Come on, Alex Guerrero. <laughs> and when you, look at, uh, when you look at a team like Roma, I think we've talked about this, and you mentioned a great thing. It's about Dybala. But it's, can, can Lukaku keep this going? Can he yeah. remain consistent? Who, when I look at both teams, who do I think poses a, big, a, a bigger offensive threat? Who can, who can strike when you least expect it? To me, it still remains Roma. Well, it's crazy because uh, Lukaku ended his streak of s scoring in, consecutive matches. Yeah. In the Europa League. Which in was, the Europa in, League. What, what was it, 14? 14, 14 games. 14. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, and let's compare the two, Immobile and Lukaku, in terms of, of the strikers, because you're looking at uh, Romelu Lukaku, who has nine goals, the shots on target. I think he is, if you're looking at these two, I'm going to go with Lukaku because of his influence within Roma and 
the way that Roma is set up defensively and organized, it, it makes it, I think, an easier match for Lukaku to play because mm. he is the exclamation point. Whereas I, I think Lazio, without Milinkovic Savic, like uh, Nico pointed to, he was the one pulling the strings. And so Immobile is, I think, a little bit lost given that the, the person who was responsible for finding him is, is no longer there. I would also say Cherry Mobile hasn't impressed in international play either. To me, he's lost his position as the main striker for Italy to Escamaca, a country that was searching in Argentina for a striker. You know, uh, a team like Tigre, uh, a, a loaned-out player but from he's gonna, Boca. But he's for sure going to play... You need him because there's, no, there's no depth. Say, well, Tati Castellanos is the argument. He started at the weekend in the loss against Bologna, but... I agree. You, you bring on a guy like Tati Casellanos, you put faith in an acquisition like Tati Casellanos. Is there a possibility that he trumps that order in the depth chart over Immobile? Eventually, I don't think just yet for the derby at the weekend. Having watched Tati Castellano very closely play, he's a player that needs to feel comfortable. Right. And he needs a little bit of warm-up time with the first team. There was a few first matches when he played at striker, which he didn't naturally come in as a striker to NYCFC, where I was like... He's in the wing, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, no, this guy's this guy's not built for this position. You know, he reminds me of a South American uh, striker where it's just like a spray and pray, which is like, I'm going to get a shot. It might be on goal. It might be in the stands. And then once he started to feel comfortable, and I think other, the wingers, and especially the number 10, Maxi mm. Morales, figured out, oh, he is playing off the shoulder. He's just doing it in a different way that you're used to with a prototypical number nine to do it. Then he started getting service directly where he needed it, and now all of a sudden, he was showing you his depth. You know where legends are made? When Immobile can't can score, second half substitution, Tati comes on, gets the winner in his first the uh, derby. Uh, yeah. derby de la capitale. When you, when you score in a derby, it's a difference yeah, maker. Absolutely. You, you are forever a legend. Yeah, that is, uh, that so is what's on. You, when, you, when Hammerby had their derby versus Blugenberger, um, <laughs> you must have and you scored. You must have been remembered. Right, okay, Shref, uh, let's take a look at some of the other notable uh, European weekend fixtures in Ligue 1. Montpellier taking on Nice. Bundesliga action, uh, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Stuttgart taking on Borussia Dortmund. In New Garden, the, by the way. In the year to VC Feyenoord and AZ Alkmaar. La Liga, Real Madrid, Valencia. Lots of great action coming up this weekend. When we come back, Nico knows Brazil. We're going to get into it. Stick around. Can't believe it. Botafogo opens up 3-1 at the beginning of the second half, making it a mountain for Neymar to climb back. Jokes in the middle, looks for some space. Adelson doesn't get any. He tries to shoot the body flex. Gets to Luis into Suarez inside of the box. He jumps on the first defender. El Pistolero sends it to the back of the net. Ferreira once again using his speed against Di Plácido de Pesso. Suarez! The Immortals will never die! The 1-2 is good. Suarez inside of the box. The hat-trick from El Pistolero! Now Grêmio 4, Botafogo 3! Switch the Z on Golazo Network to a C with a Cedil for Golazo Network because we got the Brasileirão. Oh, I thought you were going to go Ooh. taco. Finishing <laughs> it up right now. Listen, look how tight this table is. There are, what, six match days left? We're yeah. going all the way to match day 38, and we are at about match day 33 
a couple teams need to make up some games, including Botafogo, who's been at the top of the table since the very early parts of the season. They lost to Gremio yesterday. They were up 3-1, and Suarez scored a hat-trick, but Palmeiras is back there, and Red Bull Bragantino is back there. Flamengo is also nipping at the heels of the top four, and they play Copa Libertadores winners Fluminense at the weekend. Guess what? Botafogo has to go to Red Bull Bragantino and try to get a win because they are currently in a downward spiral. Palmeiras also putting some pressure on. Gremios in the mix. This is one of the most exciting finishes to the Brasileirao. I can remember. Botafogo, mind you, we talked about it on what? On Thursday, and I'm gonna switch this mate for Chimahão. That's okay. what they call it in the south of Brazil. We spoke about the rants that John Texter, the American owner of, of Botafogo, did after that game that they were leading 3-1 against Palmeiras, mm -hmm. one of their rival contenders for the league. They botched it. They let it go. Massive bottle job and how the pressure was on and they ended up losing. They were actually up 3-0. Yesterday they were up 3-1 and they lost again. Uh, they had did, a double-digit lead it's not the weeks ref. ago. Wasn't, it's not the ref? No, time, I don't think so. They, they had Botafogo, seriously. Botafogo, who's a club from Rio de Janeiro, hasn't won in a long time. I don't think they've ever won. The, the Brasileira on top flight. They had a double-digit lead. This, is, this could be one of the biggest bottle jobs in the history of Brazilian football if they don't get this done, and everybody is hungry for that title. Just five points separating six from first, and three, the top three teams all tied on 59 points. What, looking at Botafogo, what has allowed them to get to this point, and, and do you think that they are, are likely to fall? So what has allowed them to get to this point in a positive way or in a negative way? Which I answer do you want? I think we want? know which one we want. <laughs> um, okay, for, let, let's, let's sandwich it. Ooh. Chiquinho Suarez, who let's has come over from, let's talk about it. Let's uh, envelop the negative with yeah, a positive. Like a chalupa. Chiquinho Suarez, who's their top goal scorer of the season, has come in um, from Portugal and scored a lot of goals. He's a top scorer, but you just saw a picture of Diego Costa there, um, the Spanish international, former Spanish international striker, who is finding new life at Botafogo. And they've been helped and they found ways to win and they were comfortable, but now when the pressure is on, I don't know if as a collective team, as a club, they've had this type of experience and, and that that it's more than a cushion. It was like five mattresses that they had between wow. the first place and the second place team. It has dwindled down to nothing and they have a massive makeup, uh, a massive makeup game against Bragantino who's right there also. Bragantino has no history. It's, it's a Red Bull team. Red Bull, it's Red they Bull, were in Bragantino. the second division when they bought them. They, they were, they're, like, if they win the Brasileiro, it, it's like Leipzig kind of winning the Bundesliga. When you have so many clubs with so much history, it would be mind-blowing if they end up winning the top flight in Brazil. Since, since the mid-90s, Botafogo hasn't won a, a championship. 95. Yeah. Wow. What, okay, your, your prediction for how the top three will finish out. I don't think Botafogo's going to win. It's the... the Chuck, what's it like when a team in your experience, maybe you haven't lived it specifically, but being around the football world, when a team is in such a violent downward spiral, when the pressure's on and you could see that they cannot get their bearings or their foot planted well into the ground, what, is, what goes wrong beyond the football? The manager, that's when he has to step in and it's typically just making a change to maybe it's a one player 
who can come in to inspire the group and give them a different look. Mm. But it, it comes down to the manager because he's responsible for right. the, the team's energy and the feeling around the locker room, the way that they play, and the player selection. So if you're looking at a team going down in the spiral, it's, it's not necessarily the way that they're playing. It's the pressure and everything, but mm -hmm. it's how the manager is allowing them to express themselves, how the manager is steering them in the right direction. And we talk about the press. Well, think about some of the managers in this day and age who have done such a good job of de de deflecting. deflecting. Yeah, right. Well, or Mourinho blaming one of his players. Well, yeah. Having the owner go on TV and saying, we're getting screwed and you know, the ref. That how does that, as a player, what does that tell you? You're like, unhinged. <laughs> That's what Just you're thinking. No control. And, and no serenity. Noise. No serenity at the club. And even worse, when you mentioned the manager, Botafogo switched managers halfway through the season. Their manager that helped them get on a strong run has gone to the Middle East. And with their new manager, they've been trying to keep things going the mm -hmm. right way. Um, and his first ever job, so. Also, that's John Texter just airing things out in front of a camera. Can you imagine him walking into a locker room? No. That's no. just... Uh, the real house owners of both of <laughs> <laughs> I, I would tune into that. Uh, something else that I'm going to be tuning into, the NWSL Championship this weekend. Lisa Carlin joins us next to talk about this big matchup between OL Reign and Gotham FC. Stay with us. Let's go, in line, black cross, off the post and in! All rain are going to the final. Here's Ryan for Gotham. Striding forwards with purpose, still Yasmin Ryan, what about the finish? Not a bad way to put your first one in the back of the net. Stengel with a strike, and Katie Stengel has broken the deadlock. Gotham have done it, they've knocked out the reigning NWSL champions. What a weekend we have coming up in the WSL Championship in sunny San Diego on Big CBS. We are so excited for that one. We've got a ton of great coverage for you here on the Galazzo Network. You can catch a special edition of Attacking Third starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then we will be right back following all of the action for an extended post-game show. Who will lift the trophy, will it be OL Reign? Will it be Gotham FC? Two legends facing off, and we've got a legend in the house as well. Lisa Carlin joining us to break this one down. And uh, Lisa, this matchup has to just be written in the stars with the text that we saw between Megan Rapino and Allie Krieger from back in September uh, about them talking about their last seasons, the last game they would play in, and it will be the NWSL championship. But one of them's got to go, going to go home sad. Who has the best chance yeah. between these two teams to come out on top, in your opinion? O.L. Reign is the favorite for this championship final. You look at the history of success under Laura Harvey at this club with three OGs, they call them, three players at O.L. Reign that have been with the club since its inception in 2013. That's Megan Rapino, Lauren Barnes, and Jeff Fishlock. And they've been here before. This is actually O.L. Reign's third appearance in the NWSL championship. However, they've yet to win this, despite winning the Shield, Laura Harvey winning Coach of the Year, and a number of accolades throughout their roster. Meanwhile, Gotham FC, this is an incredible underdog story. They go from last place just a year ago in 2022 until making the playoffs this year. They end up in sixth place, the final playoff spot 
this year. And they have advanced all the way to the final uh, under a new regime. Their coach, Juan Carlos Amaro's winning coach of the year. It's the under our dog story for Gotham. And it's a train they've been riding throughout the playoffs, throughout the second half of the season. And it's one that they're really proud to have. So the favorites are for OL Reign. But if you like an underdog story, you have to follow Gotham. Lisa, I unlocked a significant achievement in my career just last <laughs> night. Uh, I need you to tell me how big it is. And I solely believe that it's because of my participation on Cooligans. Ali Krieger follows me on Instagram now. Whoa! Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big Absolutely. Time. That's a huge deal, Nico. Congratulations. Thank does, you. Does she follow you, Lisa? <laughs> I'll go through your Instagram. I'll, I'll send a couple yeah, messages. Yeah, no thanks, idea. Alexis, <laughs> on our behalf. I actually want to ask you about uh, Gotham, because I know you said O.L. Reign is considered the favorites, but I have to ask, Portland Thorns were a, an extremely tough team this season, right? A little bit tougher than O.L. Reign. And they were. Gotham just bodied them. So don't you think that this will continue? Gotham has proven time and time again that being the underdog is a good thing for them. And this is exactly what Amados wants. Don't you think that they will shine again and have that opportunity in this final? Yes, Alexis, lest you forget, I'm from Philadelphia. The underdog mentality is one that we take on hard and strong. And New York has that same mentality as, as you do. Look at this Gotham side. They are a team that maybe plays a little bit unconventional football when you're watching them. However, they've been number two consistently throughout the season in possession, just one place behind North Carolina, a side in Sean Nehas that just controls so much of the ball. And this Gotham side, they have figured out with the personnel that they have, the best system of football that they can play. So they keep the ball. They have a really high line of pressure and they force teams into turnovers. They lead the league in their high turnovers at over 360. And then from those turnovers, they're number two in the league in getting a shot off on those turnovers. So the system Juan Carlos Amaros has put into place puts opposition under a lot of pressure. It squeezes them into their defensive edge, and then they pick up the ball. And, and when Gotham does have possession, they want to isolate their players into 1v1 situations all over the field. You look at their front runners in mid-first, Lynn Williams. All they want to do is attack a defender, go 1v1, and get around them. And they've succeeded in doing that. So this Gotham side, they have a style of football that they play, and they've been incredibly consistent with it, and they've executed it really well, leading them all the way to this final. Wow, uh, second in possession to North Carolina Courage. Another team they bodied in the playoffs. <laughs> Come exactly. On. Lisa, exactly. If, if you're looking at both sides, if you needed a difference maker off the bench, who would you give the edge to? Difference makers off the bench right now have to go to Gotham because you look at some of the players that they've come back into the, the fold. Christy Mewis, she subbed in the 80th minute in the semifinal match for Gotham, and she made a difference subbing on there's not a huge drop-off. Laura Harvey side and O.L. Reign, they don't rotate as much as Juan Carlos Amaros does. So coming off the bench for O.L. Reign is less dangerous because it happens less often. You also have to think about the two forms that these, these clubs played in in their semifinal matches. Gotham, they went into double overtime and they scored late, late, late in the double extra time that they played. So their players have a bit more on their legs However, they didn't have to travel after their semifinal game. They played in Portland, and they went straight south to San Diego. So they've been in California for over a week at this point. Meanwhile, O.L. Reign, they played a shorter 90-minute regulation match 
and they were able to finish out that game, but they also don't rotate as much. So coming off the bench, it's going to be really crucial for Gotham players to step up. I'm looking at Christy Mewis. I doubt she'll get to start this weekend. She only played 20 minutes plus last week. So she's still working back her minutes, but there's a lot of danger players to come in for Gotham. Um, for O.L. Rain, a player that hasn't been available due to injury as frequently as Laura Harvey would like or the fans of literally just any women's soccer ever is Rose Lavelle. Uh, what, are you, what are your expectations for her in this game and what does she unlock for this O.L. Rain side uh, when she's on the field? Allie, Rose Lavelle unlocks everything for them. She is such a key player in their midfield and especially when this O.L. Rain side has to go against Gotham who is really compressed and condensed defensively. You need players like O.L. Rain to get on the dribble exactly like this and break lines of defense. She can switch points of attack, and her creativity in the final third is actually what led to O.L. Reign's goal in their semifinal with Veronica Lasko in order to advance to this final. She takes the ball, she attacks the space in front of her, which opens up space out wide, and that's where she's able to slip these balls through to her teammates, Veronica Lasko ultimately getting the goal. So the key for Rose Lavelle is to play a consistent game. I think she will get the start for O.L. Reign and under Laura Harvey, she'll play in that number 10 role. And if she can drive at Gotham's back line, create space for her teammates and then dish the ball off, that's going to be the biggest key for O.L. Reign to get on the board first. Lisa, we've talked a lot about the offensives, the offenses in the buildup to this final, right? With uh, Lynn Williams, Mitch Purse, Lasko scoring in the playoffs Esther a Gonzalez. lot, Esther Gonzalez, uh, Jordan Heidema finally maybe getting opportunity to, to, mm -hmm. to make that impact that we've been waiting her to, for her to do. But we haven't really spoken about which defense do you feel more confident in, the defense and the goalkeeping, which at the end of the day is the part of the team that will win you a championship. And remember, Ali's watching. <laughs> <laughs> if you want that follow, answer why it's going. Uh, amazing. Well, Allie Krieger is a huge part of Gotham's defense. Not only does she organize so well, but her 1v1 defensive abilities are, are top notch. And she uses her soccer IQ and her smarts to make sure she's in the right position because she's not the fastest center back that O.L. Reign is going to go against. And they're going to try to use that against Gotham. But what Gotham does so well is they are so incredibly organized in their back line. And it is because of Allie Krieger. And then you look at the players in the outside back position for Gotham, Bruninha and the rookie of the year, Jenna Nightswanger. They do such a good job to get back and tuck in after they push forward. So that's going to be really crucial for Gotham. If they can make sure that they prevent any crosses coming into the box and they slow down the midfield for O.L. Reign, because that is the engine for Laura Harvey's side. It all comes through centrally. So players like Yasmin Ryan, central areas, need to make sure they're slowing down the midfielders, putting pressure on the ball so that final pass doesn't come through, where O.L. Ring doesn't get really easy crosses off from the wide areas because they've got Sofia Huerta and Megan Rapino, who their bread and butter is whipping crosses into the box. O.L. Rain leads the league in completed crosses. So that's going to be a key factor for O.L. Rain, and Gotham has to work on slowing that down. It's going to be a good one. I'm so excited uh, for this game. So excited to watch your coverage as well, Lisa. I just... I think O.L. Reign, they've been there, they've come up short, they've got the experience, but got them that scrappy underdog mentality too. Awesome stories heading into this one. And uh, I know you and the rest of the, the crew will do a great job telling those stories come this weekend. Thank you. Yes, I'm excited. It should be a good one. I mean, it's written in the stars, but these two players, Krieger and Megan Rapino, going against each other, we couldn't have asked for a better final. Yeah, and in their iMessages as well. We'll take a quick break, <laughs> and when we come back, we'll have more Morning 40 for you on the other side. Don't go anywhere.
Welcome back to Morning Footy, presented by Taco Bell. Closing out the show here, and uh, our friend who always lives Moss, Jimbo, Jimmy Conrad, uh, <laughs> joining us in the best getup. Uh, I would have maybe stepped my, my game up if I had known you were showing up in this. Is this uh, you know, if you, uh, Allie, if you want to come at the betting king, you best not <laughs> oh. miss. Okay? Can we, can we show the standings? Can we just show the standings just to get ahead right. of this so everybody has contact as to why? Uh, I'm the king. Yes, thank you very much. Look yeah. who's sitting on okay. the throne. That's yeah. the guy on the far right, everybody. Yeah, okay, but James barely. P. Things are Conrad, still Conrad. pretty close. I'm, you know, I'm filling in for Susanna here, and uh, I'm reading her bets on behalf of Susanna. But, okay. Um, you know, I, I do remember earlier just this week watching and you all talking about Hey, we're we're done with the parlays. We're off. We're off the parlays. So let's that. let's just recircle back to that Never because happened. I think that's important context <laughs> before we get into our bets about. for the weekend. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay, no. can we can we can we do like a team exercise here? And let's just uh, <laughs> no parlays. No parlays for Friday. Just one bet. <laughs> I think Each that's us, smart. Okay? This is how we're gonna beat Jimmy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did okay. we have to hold hands? Today? Yes, we did. <laughs> Okay. Okay, now I Okay, great. Okay. Yeah. So Yeah, I remember. So that was a few hands. days ago and I think that just kind of sets us up now to get into everybody's bets. So yeah, yeah. I got a pretty big parlay actually. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'm in nothing to you. Jimmy, uh, what do you have? I'm going to You know what? I've I've heard about everybody else's bet, and I don't see any major league soccer games in there because they're major league suckers, okay? You need to bet on MLS. It's happening. It's where I've had the most success so far in the last few weeks. I'm going back to the well until it proves otherwise. Listen, I got uh, Columbus is hosting Atlanta. It was 2-0 in favor of Columbus in game one, and Atlanta didn't have any shot. But they totally redeemed themselves in game two. They scored four goals. They won 4-2. to two. I like both teams to score in this one. Always desperation in decisive games. I think Columbus will ultimately win, but I think Atlanta's going to hit the back of the net. I like that one a lot. Minus 250. Not that great. So I'm going to pair it with something else to get into the positive. And I have Houston Dynamo and Real Salt Lake minus three and a half goals overall. I just think this one's going to be tight. Uh, the last two games have been relatively at yeah, 2-1 in game one, 1-1 in game two. I just think this one is going to be a little nervy. And I like that one. That's minus 210. You put those together, it's plus 106, 107. I put 50 down and I believe I win 150. So uh, or 103, excuse me. So I'm going to take that. It feels very Alexis to play this safe, but sometimes, you know, your gut's telling you something, and I'm going to go with my gut. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, because he's in first, he went first. Nico, okay. second, so you are up next. Jimmy, we have a little synergy because I chose one of your same bets also. Columbus, Atlanta, both teams to score. It's actually a bet in my midweek bet that I actually put real money on with Suze that I chose. So I'm going to redo that bet mm-hmm. at okay. this weekend for game three. Houston Dynamo to win against RSL. I have faith Houston Dynamo at home. You went Major League Soccer. I did go Major League Soccer, and I need to pair it with one more thing. Real Sociedad to beat Almeria away. They play on a Saturday, which I don't like since they're coming off of that Europa League uh, game on Thursday. But whatever. It's right before international break. Last last little bit in the tank, and and, uh, they're playing the worst team in Spain. So you grab all those negatives, it turns into a positive, put 30 on it, it's at plus 300, I get $120 back. Okay, so two parlays, Alexis. Yeah, I got a crazy parlay. I'm not gonna take as much time as Nico did. Uh, Man United to beat (laughs) Luton, Arsenal to beat Burnley, Newcastle, even though they go away to Bournemouth, I still think they're gonna win, and Bayern to beat Heidenheim, 
and to beat Leonard Maloney. Wow, all right. Oh, wait, that's a bet of 41 bucks to win 121. So you're, you're, you're even all at 1,000 right. then. I think, I think you if just you merged lose. both of our yeah, bets, I did, right? I merged both really? of you guys. Okay. I did Sociedad to win at El Maria, El Maria okay. winless, okay? Man United to beat Luton Town at that. home. Okay. You, you gotta bounce back. And Newcastle to win at Bournemouth. Come on. $50 to win 201. Oh. Wow. wow. I like wow. that. Would that That's good odds. Chuck? Close enough to first, or would you be in first if that hits? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not here for the math. Susanna's bets. Girona to win one guy or draw. In first right now. There's one person okay, here. Okay, Jimmy, ahead. we get it. You're a winner. Uh, Leverkusen <laughs> to win. Milan to win. Susanna uh, put 25 at plus 213 odds to win 78. So that would take her at least into the green. Which is good, right? Mm. Oh, it's conservative Milan, from her. Milan with no uh, with no Pulisic. I don't know. Ooh, all right. Listen, well, I think that new that Newcastle game could be a trap game, boys, because they're missing a lot of players either due to red cards or injuries. And I know Bournemouth are Bournemouth, and they're not that great this year up the cherries. But I just feel like one win, that, seven could, that could be. That's just one to keep an eye on. You got to watch out for the trap games, including the Sociedad one. I'm just saying. That's why you don't do right. parlays. Boy, I don't know why you guys went back to parlays. Jimmy, did you go trick or treating in that the other the other week? I, you know what? I can't confirm or deny any rumors. Why would he go trick or treating in his regular Alex? clothes? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Makes no sense. That's a great question. He just parades around the house. And I make everybody um, kiss my hand in the yes, morning. Yes, exactly. Yes, I'm here. Jimmy, this has been great. We appreciate you. Thanks for taking the time appreciate to join you. us. And uh, thanks all of you for joining us today. Enjoy your Taco Bell. I'm going to go hit up that drive-thru. Let's little go. Morning burrito, hey, Chalupa's actually. on me. All right. How about that? Yes. We'll Yo quiero Taco Bell. Have a great weekend.